Hey friends, it's me, Erin. I'm back. I keep wanting to say we're back, but it is not a we, it is just me. And again, I'm here flying solo and going to do the best I can, but happy second day of October. It is a wonderful fall day. I really enjoyed it today. Kind of windy, kind of chilly, but it really feels like fall. So friends, uh, happy to be back with you. Um, Those of you who have been with us uh, since the beginning in 2020, we really appreciate you sticking with us. This is episode 131, so kind of hard to believe. Um, If you're listening for the first time, glad that you found us. Um, and I'm going to say the same thing that I said back when we started in 2020, probably for the first 20 episodes that we did stick with us. It'll get better. I promise. I hope. (laughs) Anyway, how did you spend your October 2nd today? Well, I went outside and I enjoyed the crisp air and I went to a farm And I saw all kinds of really cool pumpkins, pumpkins I've never seen before. So pretty wild. Um, Got some apples, got to check out some cool Halloween decorations. So I was in my element today. So it's a great day. Um, If you didn't hear yesterday's episode, some changes in my life. So I am now living in Massachusetts and I have to say, loving it. Best place to be is New England in the fall. So I am just loving life right now. Um, So Sarah and I are now living in two different states. And like I said yesterday, we haven't quite figured out how we're going to handle the recording. Um, I know it can be done, but we've both been going through a lot of different changes in our lives. So for now, for this episode anyway, you just have me. And I hope that's okay, friends. I really do. Um, again, I mentioned yesterday, I'm in a new location. I'm using a different device and a different microphone. So it might be a little shady or a little spotty. Um, when I went back and listened to yesterday's episode, about three fourths of the way through, it got a little crackly and I thought, okay, I'm turning it off and I'm just going to pretend that everything's fine. Um, so I'm hoping today that maybe I kind of figured the sound out a little bit better But if not, uh, you know, stick with me anyway, or don't. (laughs) Anyway, if you are listening, um, I'm happy that you're here and really, really excited about celebrating the month of October with you. So uh, before I get into the content of today, I want to go ahead and uh, do the plugs. So if you've been with us this whole time, again, so glad that you stuck with us. If you're joining us, uh, you're a brand new listener, like us on Facebook or follow us on Instagram at 31 Nights of Scary Shit or send us an email at 31 Nights of Scary Shit at uh, gmail.com. Um, some of you have sent us emails in the past. Uh, we've done episodes before where we have read uh, emails from listeners. Um, would love to do that again. Um, get some more stories from you, whether they're true, fictional, somewhere in between, even if they're funny, um, weird, bizarre, scary, whatever. We'd love to hear from you. We love to tell your stories. Um, 
or just drop us a line and give us a suggestion of something maybe you would like us to cover. Um, again, New England has a lot of uh, spooky things to offer up here, but I don't know at all. So if you're like, hey, I know of this really cool place, it's kind of spooky. Absolutely. Send an email. I'll look into it and it'll just keep me motivated. So without further ado, um, today I'm going to stick with my spooky place in uh, Massachusetts theme and I'm going to be talking about a haunted mansion. And let me pull up my notes. Okay. So, um, Anyway, who doesn't love a haunted Victorian mansion? Well, I know I do. So the Pierce Mansion in Gardner, Massachusetts, which is about an hour west of Boston, is approximately 7,000 square feet, 10 bedrooms, two and a half baths, 11 foot ceilings, and marble fireplaces throughout. It is quite a beautiful home. Uh, The mansion's original owner, named Sylvester Pierce, was meticulous about details. Pierce had actually purchased a house that was built circa 1820 and and moved the house and then had the mansion built on the old foundation. Another uh, really cool detail is there's a circular staircase that leads to the fourth floor widow's walk. Now, if you're like me and you do not know the term widow's walk, a widow's walk is a railed rooftop structure or kind of a lookout. At one time, the mansion had a passageway to the furniture store that was across the street, and that has since been blocked off. The mansion took um, about a year and a half to build, and it took between 100 and 200 construction workers to build it. So Sylvester Pierce had the mansion built after he had accumulated great wealth as the owner of the S.K. Pierce and Sons Furniture Company. Thanks to Pierce, the city of Gardner became known as the Chair City. Sylvester Pierce had acquired S.K. Pierce and Sons in the 1850s, and many famous people actually attended dinner parties at this mansion, including former President Calvin Coolidge, the actress Betty Davis, P.T. Barnum, and Norman Rockwell. This magnificent piece of real estate is known for its dark and tragic family history. It also served as a well-known meeting place for the Freemason Society, and that's probably a whole other episode in and of itself, so I'm not going to dive into that today, but perhaps I will research that further. So the story starts off tragically right off the bat. Sylvester Pierce and his wife Susan and their son moved into the mansion. Just two weeks later, Susan died of a bacterial illness. Well, Sylvester remarried after about a year, a woman who was about 30 years younger than him named Ellen, and they had two more sons. Sylvester died actually in 1888, leaving Susan a young widow with three boys to care for. When Susan passed away years later, the three boys argued over ownership of the family furniture business, and eventually Edward Pierce, the youngest son, took over the mansion. Well, Edward turned the mansion into a boarding home, but he did not do a very good job of running a respectable establishment. There were stories of prostitution, gambling, heavy drinking, Supposedly, one of the prostitutes was strangled in the infamous red bedroom on the second floor of the mansion. In 1963, a Finnish immigrant named Eno Sari actually burned to death in the master bedroom. And there were rumors that a young boy had drowned in the basement. And I'm not sure how that happened exactly, but it sounds pretty sinister to me. So the house is considered hella full of paranormal activity. Of course, there are visitors who have claimed to have seen the ghost of Sylvester Pierce, his wife Susan, Edward Pierce, the sex worker who was murdered, her murderer, and the ghost of a young girl and a young boy. The house has been in the hands of different private owners. In 2005, the house was purchased and renamed the Toriander, and it opened for tours. The mansion has actually been certified as haunted by six mediums. 
It's been featured on both Ghost Adventures and Ghost Hunters. And I also believe on a show called My Ghost Story. And if you do a Google search of the Pierce Mansion, you will find a variety of videos and different articles about evidence of the paranormal. Um, And this place is legit, um, I believe. Um, I've watched several episodes um, on this um, favorite show, Ghost Adventures, one of my favorite show. And I have to say it was hella terrifying, um, truly. Um, Do I want to go there, though? Absolutely, I want to go there. I just don't know if if I have anyone... Um, that would be brave enough to go with me. But we'll see. Um, Really, on my list of destinations. So what kinds of paranormal activity have been reported at the home? Well, some of the usual things like temperature changes, voices, full body apparitions, moving furniture, slamming doors, shadow people, and some of the more troubling ones, foul odors, which we'll talk about a little bit more in a moment, and an ominous lion's roar, which for some reason really scares me. Because I don't know why there's a ghost of a lion. I don't really like that. For some reason, that like like really gets me. It just seems, I don't know. Well, some speculate that the roar of the lion is actually Sylvester Pierce's angry spirit who does not like what has been done to the home. So it seems that the mansion is haunted by at least three entities. One entity has been identified as a 19-year-old woman named Maddie Cornwall, who worked as a domestic in the home. Her name was discovered in an old gardener census after the initials MC were given to the owners by a parapsychologist. The second ghost was of a five-year-old boy who liked to play pranks by doing things like stealing people's keys. And the third, who I already mentioned, was a man who had died in a fire at the mansion in 1963. So visitors have reported things like feeling hands on them, feeling as if they were being pushed toward windows, One claimed that they were almost pushed out of a third-story window. I don't know if it's true, but let me tell you, if I visit there, I'm staying away from stairs and windows. Anywhere I can be thrown out of, pushed down, no thank you. Paranormal experts who have visited say that the home has some of the most powerful entities that they have ever experienced. The entities are apparently harnessing the electrical energy in the home to move large objects. That's really terrifying. The most concerning of the paranormal phenomena is the foul odors that guests experience in the home. Typically, if you know anything about paranormal activity, foul odors can indicate the presence of negative spirits and worst case scenario, demonic entities. The house seemed to have been cursed with sadness and death from the beginning, so it kind of makes sense to me there'd be some negative energy hanging around, especially if people were murdered in the home. Now, if you want to learn more about the Pierce Mansion, there are two books that I'm aware of. Uh, One is called The Victorian by Eric Stanway, and another one is called Bones in the Basement, and that's by Joni Mahan. In 2015, uh, I believe a tour outfit, a tour company, the Dark Carnival, took over the mansion to renovate it and get it ready for tours. According to my research here. It is open for tours um, at $25 a person. During the Halloween season, they open up the basement. Now, when you, and I would highly recommend, so if you, if you're coming to the area, you know, or you're already, you're in New England, there is a disclaimer on the website that says it isn't for the faint of heart and that guests will most likely experience paranormal activity. So in other words, get ready. This, this is no joke. It also states that guests should not antagonize the entities in any way, or you could be putting yourself and guests in grave danger. 
So hmm, I don't know, kind of sounds like a, like a go at your own risk kind of deal here. Um, so the thing about the, this tour that makes it unique is that it combines the haunt industry and the paranormal. So in other words, there are scare actors roaming around as well that could be jumping out and scaring the crap out of you in addition to, oh yeah, and ghosts might also be coming out and scaring you. So how are you going to know the difference, right? So um, how much do I want to take this tour? Oh my God, a million percent, a million percent. I don't know anyone, as I said, that that that's really going to be brave enough to go with me, but I may have to go by myself. So definitely it is on my to-do list. And if you just heard that ding, yes, that is my phone. Oh, it was somebody liking my photo. I like that. I like when someone likes my photo. So um, in keeping with, uh, you know, the the whole New England spookiness thing, um, I have some things planned. Um, basically, what I'm doing is I'm looking into what are the spookiest things. I'm starting in the Massachusetts area. And apparently the Pierce Mansion, and I don't know how they, I don't know how they make their list. I don't know what they base it on if it, if it's just arbitrary, but it's considered the second most haunted house in Massachusetts, <laughs> which I, again, I don't know how they come up with that on the scale of hauntedness and supposedly the ninth most haunted house in the United States. And you know what, these statistics probably change <laughs> all the time. So, um, and, and right now I can feel myself going and why didn't I look up what the first was? I think I know what it is, but I'm not, but I'm not going to say it because I don't want to be wrong. I don't want to give you uh, false information, but I will definitely keep you updated on whether or not I visit. I'm thinking a visit is, is probably going to happen in the near future. Um, of course I already checked to see what was going on there in Halloween. Of course it's already sold out for Halloween, but you know what? I'm not opposed to going after the Halloween season. Cause I think it would be, a really great time. Um, and I, and I actually think that I'm probably not as brave as I think I am because I'm going to tell you right now, I'm probably not going to go by myself. I'm going to have to find some friends that will go, which means I need to start putting myself out there and getting out into the community because I haven't really made any friends. <laughs> so, you know, but don't feel sorry for me. I'm loving it. Loving life. Um, again, if you have any ideas, especially Especially right now, if you have any ideas about things that are haunted, spooky, or just plain uh, weird, or disappearances, UFO sightings that are in particular to the New England area, send me an email. Send us an email at 31 nights of scary shit at gmail.com. Um, again, does not have to be related to New England, but you know, like I said, I'm just really inspired now that I'm in the, the land of the spooky up here. So I'm really, really thrilled to be back with you. Um, I know I'm a little rusty, but I'm super excited to be bringing you some episodes right now. And I hope that um, you're going to continue to listen, tune in and enjoy. And um, I said yesterday that my goal is really to bring you a new episode every single day, every single night. It might be later, might be later at night. I'm going to really try to pull this out. I'm going to make, I'm really going to give it my best effort to try to try to do this for the Halloween season. Um, but I can't give you my hundred percent word that there's going to be one every single night. Going to try my best, but until we meet again, friends, just be sure to stay spooky.